Hey everyone, welcome back to the FBL Juice Roundup Show! Football is back. The Premier League is back! Shut up, you idiot! So excited for the new season. Can you smell that? New season, baby. Come on, the Maggies! Wilson, yes, please! Won't you score a goal in SJP? Come on, you ones! Shisco, shisco, shisco! One, two, three, four, oh yo! Do right, Kuka, oh yo! He never gives the ball away! One, two, three, four! Come on, Arsenal, let's go! Come on! On today's show, we will look at the winners and losers from the weekend, my FPL team, price rises and falls, Man United FPL assets outside of Bruno and Shaw, what we should hold on to in our Villa assets, stats of the week, a potential new 4 million defender, and a roundup of all the latest transfer news. In a week where Bruno went to Brew Oh No, it's been a cracking start to the FPL season. High scores everywhere you look. And that 100 club bandwagons in full force. The opening game week average was an amazing 69 points. So look, before we look at my team, let's look at some of the winners and losers of the weekend. The top three winners. Number three, Callum Wilson scored his 13th goal for Newcastle against West Ham. Now that's the first time he scored in the first half in his Newcastle career. Number two, sticking with Newcastle, Freddie Woodman's debut. What a debut to have to save a penalty from Mikel Antonio. Great, great start for him in his Newcastle career. And number one has to be Mo Salah. He's broken the record of scoring in the consecutive opening day fixtures. He's out on his own on five. It makes the captaincy choices so much easier for the first game week of each season. Now, let's look at the losers. Number three, it's Freddie Woodman. Yes, look, I know... You maybe think I'm being harsh, but he's only managed to push out the penalty to Suchek for him to score on the rebound, giving an assist to the Antonio owners. Number two, Man City broke the record for the most expensive lineup in Premiership history. £550 million worth of players lined up against Spurs. And yes, that includes Benjamin Mendy. And number one, Arsenal. Well, that's our winners and losers of the week. Now, Onto my FPL team, 95 points. I can't complain. It's a great start to the season. Now, my team reads out. Shaw got me one point. Trent got me six. And so did Shimakas. What a gift he is at four million. Soufal got me one point, And he was a bit unlucky. He crossed it for Antonio, who somehow managed to head against the bar. But he looked a threat throughout that game. Fernandez, a whopping 20 points. Barnes got me three. Salah, safe captain at 34 points. Danny Ings thankfully scored a penalty in the last minute for his seven points. Antonio, again, a little bit of a look with that assist from the rebound from the penalty, but can't complain, 13 points. And Tony, who looked sharp and just got me two for now, but I expect him to do well against Crystal Palace. So look, a really good return, 95 points. I feel on a high. It's a great way to start the season. And I think my squad is really balanced, you know. I've got 0.5 in the bank if I want to make changes. So let's look ahead to game week two. Now, the fixture I'm most concerned about is... Man City v Norwich. I've got no City assets and my original plan was to upgrade 
Barnes to Gundogan at 7.5. But now with him being injured, I'm kind of in a bit of a dilemma. The only person I go to without taking a hit is Torres. Now that is a definite risk v reward transfer. So I'm just a bit unsure, you know, if he doesn't start and am I going to be comfortable waiting on team news from Pep? So that's something that's kind of, I've got to think about. The other option is Mason Greenwood. You know, if I upgrade Barnes to Greenwood, he's got Southampton who look dreadful defensively against Everton. Do I bring him in? But then I know Barnes has got Norwich in game week three. So am I just making a rash move or am I just play it sensible and bring him in? I have a lot to think about on that one. Now, my other one is just to leave things how they are and roll over a transfer for the following game week. Now, I've joined Fantasy Football Fix and you get a fantastic 65% off if you use the promo code JUICE65. Now, this is a lifesaver for me because I'm not very bright. I need all the help I can get and it's not cheating, but you know, if this gets me into the top 10k, then I'm going to use it. Do you know what I mean? So, I've looked at my team and it's predicting that if I left it alone, but made one change and brought Rafinha in off the bench, I will score more points. So I'm tempted to try this out. So I'm going to make this change and we'll see on next week's show if they're right. No pressure. Right, let's move on. If you want to look at player price rises and falls, go and look at Fantasy Football Fix on YouTube that do a daily video showing which player is predicted to rise and fall before it happens. One of the results of the weekend was Man United's 5-1 win over Leeds. Now, we all know about Bruno and Luke Shaw. It's to consider... Pogba maybe, Greenwood. Let's hear from FPL Warno, our United juicer. Jay, you really are asking all the key questions this evening. It's not going to be Pogba's year in terms of fantasy points. I can see him playing an absolute key role, especially if we sell Jesse in the coming weeks and we get the CDM. I think I can see Pogba playing that CDM role. But at left wing, I think in a couple of months, he may just be an option now. I'm still not dead set on it. Especially with Sancho, he's you know we spent seventy three million on a on a winger. He's surely about to start, right? At least you'd think so. He might just come in for Dan James, however, and Pogba might keep that left mid role. As for the other options, Greenwood is definitely up there, easily going to start ahead of Martial in my personal opinion. He's coming on leaps and bounds, ice in his veins. Our wonder boy, what more do you need? Rashford's obviously out. Cavani's coming back through training. Martial himself has said he's not fit. Varane coming in at the back means that Pogba could be playing that CDM role. Allows us a bit more freedom at the back. I mean, I think Green was nailed. He will be my pick for everyone listening. Mason Greenwood, and keep your eyes on uh, Jaden Sancho. He's coming. Thank you, FPL Warno. Right, so Greenwood is really tempting me now. FPL Warno has just got me thinking. A lot of us had Villa assets for game week one with a good opening set of fixtures. So it was a bit disappointing them losing to Watford and many of us might be reconsidering our assets. Here's our Villa juicer, FPL Stevo, to tell us why we should keep faith with our assets. Yeah, hi Jay. Uh, believe me, nobody is more disappointed by that Villa performance than me. Um, we were really abysmal, to be honest, and uh, and 3-2 was a flattering scoreline in the end. Um, yeah, we were really poor and not to take anything away from Watford, they were, they were good. Um, a couple of their players look exciting, especially Saar down that right-hand side. Um, let me run you through the assets and how they did. I'll start with the worst. Matt Target uh, is someone that I've been bigging up um, last season and this season as a good Villa asset. Unfortunately, he had an absolute shocker 
Um, Saar had him on toast all day long down uh, down our left-hand side and uh, Target actually got hooked at half-time and Ashley Young went to left-back. So I think Target will still play the next game, but uh, with Ashley Young ready to cover, um, I'd be a little bit worried that uh, that he might lose his place if he puts in another performance like that. Uh, Martinez in goal is another popular one. He had a bit of a mistake on the first goal, but there wasn't much he could do about the rest of them. I wouldn't worry about him, but it's really the, the defenders in front of him that are, are more of an issue. Um, Buendia um, didn't have a great game either, to be honest. Um, I think he's pretty clear that he's not quite up to speed yet, fitness-wise. So we might have to give him a game or two to, to get up to speed. I still think he'll be a good player for us. Um, the positives, uh, Ings looked sharp up front. Um, he didn't get much service, but with what he did, he did get, he, uh, he did pretty well. And obviously he got that penalty at the end, although El Ghazi wasn't on the pitch when we got that penalty. So I'm not sure we can conclude that Ings is the number one penalty taker. Um, but again, I wouldn't expect El Ghazi to feature that much this season. So maybe it's good news that Ings will be on penalties when El Ghazi isn't there. And Leon Bailey came on for the last half an hour. Um, he wasn't fit to start the game, um, but he created an assist in that time and, uh, and looked pretty lively. So yeah, he's an exciting one. Um, so yeah, it was always going to take us a bit of time to adjust after Grealish left. I didn't think it would be quite this bad, um, but there's positives to look at and we will improve going forward. Leon Bailey will hopefully play the whole of the next game. We've got Ollie Watkins coming back. We should have Buendia up to speed, so I wouldn't be too alarmed yet. Um, and we have got two relatively good on paper fixtures coming up. Newcastle next, who um, only Southampton conceded more XG against um, than Newcastle on the weekend. So I would like to think we'll be able to create a few opportunities against Newcastle. So yeah, a little bit concerning, but no time to panic yet. Hold on to your Villa assets for now. Give them these games against Newcastle and Brentford and then go from there. Okay, Jay, back to you in the studio. Cheers. Thanks, FPL Steve-O. So keep hold of your Villa players and see how they do against Newcastle. Now we're going to be looking at the stat of the week from FPL GOAT. A lot of us are deciding between captaining Salah or Bruno. These are the defensive stats for their next opponents, Burnley and Southampton. Shots conceded, 14 versus 14. Inside the box conceded, 12 versus 11. On target conceded, 8 versus 6. And big chances conceded, 3 versus 3. Expected goal conceded is 2.3 versus 2.1. Salah at home in front of the Anfield crowd is a no-brainer for captaincy. So I hope that makes your decision that little bit easier. And follow FPL Goat on Twitter for more threads and stats. Right, on to £4 million players. And a potential new option has surfaced to rival Daniel Amati and Costas Shimikas in Tino Livramento who started at right-back for Southampton. Let's hear from our Saints juicer, FPL Vibrant. OK, Livramento, what a start the boy had for Southampton. 4.0 asset and he's taken the spot of KWP on that right-hand side in defence. He has also previously played for Chelsea in right mid as well, which gives the tantalising chance of an out-of-position asset if KWP is to take back his spot. The defence will be shored up. Southampton are looking to sign a more experienced head in the centre-back role as we did look seriously shaky uh, in the game. Only 18 years old, but on the ball, he looked fantastic. He made some brilliant runs through the midfield uh, and he was really good one-on-one. He has actually he stood up to Richarlison really well in the game. One final stat that stood out to me was that he was joint first out of all the 4.0 and 4.5 defenders for mm-hmm. successful passes in the final third. So he looks like he might be the 4.0 asset we've all been looking for. Next, Lundstrom. 
the new Lundstrom. Going to have to keep my eye on him. And if he continues playing and becomes an out-of-position option, then I'll be bringing him in for Shimakas. Let's look at the latest transfer news. Arsenal have agreed to sign Martin Odegaard for an initial £30 Where does this leave Emil Smith-Rowe owners? Staying with Arsenal, they've agreed a deal in principle for Aaron Ramsdale, £24 rising to £30 with add-ons. Right, this is really strange, especially as they sold Martinez to Villa for £20 but it is Arsenal. I don't want to talk about Kane anymore. I'm just tired of it. This whole willy-won't-he, he's not even travelled with Spurs to the Europa Conference game. It just... Get over it. Either go or stay. That's all from the FPL Juice Roundup Show. I'll be back next week. And don't forget to catch up on more FPL Juice content. We've got the live show at the new time, 8pm every Tuesday, followed by the Juice Bar, where we'll have some of our juicers telling us about their teams. See you next week and enjoy Game Week 2.